Have you ever dreamed of what life would be like if you were financially free? Yeah, me too. Which is why despite having three children under the age of four and working full time, I decided to start an online business. However, I was not prepared for the chaos starting a business would wreak on my life. I lost sight of the things that were most important to me. The result? I was stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted with nothing to show for it. I was ready to call it quits. When I realized something, when I keep the most important things in my life stable, that is when I thrive. Now I'm on a mission to inspire other amazing women to do the same. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on my journey as I build my financially free business using today's top marketing strategies while keeping stability in my home, family, and mind. My name is Johanna Buss, and this is the Stable Mama Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Stable Mama podcast. Today, we have another very exciting guest. I cannot wait to introduce her because she is going to talk about a topic that I promise you is going to change your life. So let's introduce Liv Chapman. She is a certified life coach and the co-founder and COO of Inner Glow Circle, a company that helps women who want to work for themselves, not by themselves as an entrepreneur. She is also the mother of two boys. Ladies, I cannot wait to introduce you to Liv. Hello and welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. No, I'm very excited to have you. Thank you so much for reaching out. When you gave me some of your topics, I was like, this is perfect. So I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, people, people tend to like this first one we're going to get into. I don't want to spill the beans too early, but it's a good one. Awesome. Well, before we get started, we do have a wonderful tradition here on the Stay Mama podcast, and that is to ask every single one of our guests our number one question, and that is, how do you do it? How do you keep stability in your life as you build your incredible business? Oh, I would say two things. One, support, and two, sleep. I think those are the keys to, uh, and I can elaborate a little bit more, of course, but those are the two things, especially I've learned in the past year and a half of being a single mother running a multiple six-figure company, that without sleep and without like setting yourself up with support, none of it's possible or like it's not enjoyable. And, you know, that's even worse sometimes. Oh, my goodness. I actually love that you said that because sleep is like one of my biggest issues. My husband and I are on opposite schedules right now, and uh, my oh, world does not sleep. So I just feel like I'm just up 24-7. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a tough age. I mean, I, I'm, I'm now at two and a half and four and a half, so, like, I'm just getting to, like, normal sleep. But, you know, you got to get it where you can fit it in. Amen to that. If you just want to dive a little bit deeper into how sleep and support have been these really big stability pillars for you. That would be amazing. Totally. So I don't think I realized how important sleep was like, you know, when I first had kids or when I was in a relationship, because I could, I always had like someone else like tag teaming the child situation, you know, but once I became a single mother, I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to sleep again. And I was telling myself this story for a good six months, probably that you know, my life was over in terms of sleeping. Like I'll never get a full night's sleep again. I'll never be able to take a nap. And like, this is just my life now. And I, I managed that for, like I said, about six months. And then it was just too much. And I was like, I have got to figure this out. I have got to figure out how to be able to 
get sleep. Like I never understood you. I don't know how you feel about this, but people, when you have a baby, they say, just sleep when the baby sleeps. And I was like, what? I have like 20 billion things to do. Who sleeps when the baby sleeps? Oh my goodness. Yes, exactly. But now it's only taken me almost five years to finally accept that, but like, it's true. So I've really had to change my own sleep patterns. Like I, and I still will stay up late working or watching TV if I need that time for myself. But what I've learned now is like when the kids go to bed at night, like go to bed, you're tired enough, your body can get you to go to sleep. And so I've really, I've really prioritized sleep over work, which to me a couple of years ago would have sounded crazy or a year ago would have sounded crazy. But in doing that, it's like, the quality of my day and the quality of my work has gotten so much better that it's undeniable. So like last night I was in bed at like 8.30 and you know, it's not, I I aim for like 70 to 80% success rate with that. And you know, it feels a lot better. So love it. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And then support is like, I mean, I think as mothers and this is kind of a good segue into what we're talking about today, but you know, trying to do everything on your own, which is often the case, like, you know, if you have a partner who works, or you are a single mother or whatever, and even if you're not, even if you have a fully supportive partner, I I had times, you know, being in a relationship with a very supportive partner, where I still felt like I wasn't fully supported. And so what I've really learned to do now is, you know, ask myself, what support do I really need so that I don't have to feel guilty in any area of my life, whether it's taking care of myself, working on the company, taking care of the kids, taking care of the house, anything. And so I've really weaved different support structures into my daily life, whether it's, you know, I was talking to a woman the other week and she was like, how do you actually do it though? And I'm like, what we teach in Inner Glow Circle is that like you have to take care of yourself first, right? You have to do whatever it is that lights you up and you know turns on that inner glow within. And so one of the techniques that we teach many of our students who are entrepreneurs and women and often moms is like you, you work a calendar, but you always put yourself in what you need in first. So when I look at usually Sunday nights, I'm not like a big plan ahead person, but Sunday nights, like what I do is the first thing I put into my calendar is everything I need to support myself for the week. So whether it's, I mean, this week it was like, take the car to get an oil change. Like it actually is something I need to do. Right. And then I put in my workout classes, I put in a nail appointment and, and, and then I build in everything else. Like I build in the time with the kids and I have 50, 50 custody with their dad. So it does leave a little bit more space, which can be good or bad. <laughs> um, and, you know, I fill in the things that I want to do with the kids. Uh, I have like sacred hours that I call them like between, you know, when I pick them up from school at like five until bedtime, which is like 730, where nothing goes on other than, you know, me being with them and doing, you know, dinner and nighttime routine and bath and bed and all of that. And then all of my work meetings and social activities come after that. So you know, that's kind of how I support myself and support like the day-to-day function of, you know, business and family. And, you know, having, I have a nanny, I have the kids in school and those things came much later in my, you know, journey into motherhood and business building. But, you know, you, I can't deny, like, I always call my, I have a live-in nanny and I'm like, you're like my husband. Like, (laughs) I don't know if she thinks it's funny or not, but I'm like, you're like the person I need to help me with all of the things because I don't have a husband. So, you know, we work it like that and it's fun and it's been extremely supportive. That's awesome. I, 
honestly, I, I love your answer. I love how you gave a shout out for sleep and support because honestly, those are two very big things and often they're very quickly forgotten about. So, Oh yeah. I know sleep. I tend to, I mean, I, I'm literally not kidding. I didn't realize how badly I was missing sleep until, you know, like a year ago. And then I was like, Whoa, how much my life changes when I sleep more than like three hours in a row. So right. it's, it's worth it. Amen. Preach it. <laughs> awesome. Well, honestly, I loved your answer, but I'm even more curious about this fantastic topic you're going to, you're going to spoil us with today. And it was mom guilt is crushing your dreams. How to ditch mom guilt for good. Wow. What a tagline. Please tell me more. <laughs> it's so funny. You know, mom guilt, I always laugh about it. Like in these kind of interviews and when I'm talking to other moms and like I host a women's circle here in Florida and like, you know, it's just a, such a big topic of conversation. And I'm like, first of all, disclaimer, like I experience it, you know, on a regular basis. It just doesn't, I've learned to not let it crush me and I've learned to not make it mean something about everything that I'm doing. And so if you're sitting here like, oh, I've like, I feel guilty all the time, or this is me, like it's everybody, it, you know, everybody experiences guilt associated with parenting or, you know, being a mother. And that's okay. I think it's normal. I think what we need to do and what, you know, I'm happy to share some of my tips is we have to neutralize it and we have to do something with it because just like we have to sleep and support ourselves and take care of ourselves, if we're beating ourselves up over how we're parenting or how much time we're spending our kids with our kids or how, you know, much we're letting them go on an iPad or watch TV or whatever, we're just beating ourselves up, which is the complete opposite of taking care of ourselves, right? So it's like pointless. Like why, why, why do that to yourself when taking care of yourself is actually what makes you a better mother? So. Wow, I'm not gonna lie. As you said that, I kind of had an aha moment as I was like thinking about, I mean, even last night, I wanted to get a little more work done. And so I put on a movie for my kids. Now they did earn it. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I was like, oh, should I really be doing this? Maybe I should be doing this work after they go to sleep. And so, yeah, I really, I really like what you're saying. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's like something it, it, I think the best part is as a mother, though, it's like you stopped and you evaluated it, though. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the sign of like being self-aware and being aware of what you need and what your children need. Right. It's not just like we're throwing them devices every 10 minutes because we want to like, I don't know, even if you wanted to just watch Netflix by yourself, there's no harm in that either. So I, I'm not judging any of it. But I think the fact that we look at it and we say, do I need this right now? Does this make sense for myself and for my kids? That's the important thing. And that's kind of like, you know, really the first thing that I look at. So I have three questions that I'm not going to lie. I, you know, had gone to therapy and, and done a lot of work in the past, you know, forever around this. Um, and so these are, this is kind of my set of questions that I ask myself so that I can really look and say, okay, was I cutting corners here either when it comes to taking care of myself or my kids, or am I doing the best I can? And, and uh, so I give myself these three questions. Uh, the first one is, am I doing the best that I can with what I've got? And everyone's position and situation or relationship looks a little bit different. And so you can only be honest with yourself when you ask that. So like, seriously, everyone has a lot going on. But when you look at your day, and I usually ask myself these questions at the end of the day, if, especially if I'm feeling like, 
in some version, like I'm not enough or I didn't do enough or I wasn't there enough or I missed something at the school or, you know, whatever it is. But did I really do the best that I could with what I had today, with the support I had available, with the time I had available, with the energy that I had available? And then I give myself an honest reflection of it. So that's the first thing. And sometimes the answer is, you know what, actually I did and I deserve a reward for how much I put up with today or how much I got done with today. And, you know, in other days it's like, you know what, I could have changed something or shifted something or got some more support or, you know, even think in terms of like carpooling to school or things like that. There's, there's different things we can shift in our day to day, but that's what you want to ask yourself. Did you do the best you had with what you've got? And then the next thing I say is, how could I do better next time? And so I kind of already, you know, foreshadowed that. But, you know, what could I have changed either in how I'm showing up for my kids, my energy, my presence? Like, should I have put the phone down during, you know, this activity? Or could I have spent 10 more minutes, you know, playing trucks on the floor? And just saying to yourself, like, okay, I know I don't feel good about this day or how it went down. But what can I actually note to myself to shift so I can do better next time? And then the last thing, and this is just like, ding, 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 take a deep breath. But like, are your kids safe? Are they healthy? And do they know that you love them? Because at the end of the day, if my kids are safe in their beds, they've eaten, they've taken a bath, and they know that I love them, I feel like on the hardest of days, I've done a good enough job. And I can find peace in that. Those are great. Wow, I absolutely loved how you broke them down. And they're so simple, and yet I feel like they could be very powerful. They are, and it's just like, it gives you just this quick kind of reel to run in your head, you know, so that you can release any of the guilt you're feeling. You know, if you do feel like you messed up, because we mess up as parents all the time, we mess up as business people all the time, we mess up as partners all the time, like, I do find value in saying like, okay, what can I actually take responsibility for and do better next time? But at the end of the day, you know, someone asked me in another interview, they were like, what about happy? And I'm like, listen, I obviously want my kids to be happy, right? But like happy is a state of mind that we can create at any given moment. But like when you have a two and a four-year-old or I don't, it doesn't matter their age, but like, are they safe? Are they fed? Are they healthy? Do they know you love them? Okay, good. We'll work on the happiness piece tomorrow. <laughs> Not everybody's happy all the time. Oh, amen. With bonus points. Yeah, especially when they're little. Honestly, you they can be extremely happy and then screaming mad at you half a second later. Exactly. So. I'm like these crazy little things. They have a different emotion every ten minutes. Like I'll worry about that one like on a more soul level in a few years. <laughs> exactly. No, this is great. Awesome. I'm just trying to. As you were talking, I was like trying to picture how I would be implementing in this these wonderful principles in my life. Now, do you kind of do it as like an end of day? process or is this something that you do continually throughout the day? I mean, I would say that the main like way that I've kind of programmed myself now is like every evening I tend to like after I put the kids to bed, I, I take some time to like do some journaling or some writing. And like if I'm feeling that like weird, like almost punch in the gut or anxious feeling about like, especially when it comes to, you know, balancing business and motherhood, like this is when I'll ask myself those questions. But I actually think that they could work with any relationship, really. But my pattern now is that. And then I will say there's sometimes that I struggle with things like I had a really important trip that I was supposed to go to in L.A. And then I had some issues going on at home with my kids and their dad. And like I had to go through this 
similar exercise to kind of be able to make a choice. So I will say that it can also help to take a look at, you know, what you need, what your kids need, and what would actually feel the best for everyone, like when you're making a decision. Because when you're choosing from one or the other, your experience may be that you're going to feel guilt for saying no, right? So like, if I leave my kids when their dad's not here, I'm going to feel guilty. If I ditch the business trip that we've been planning for a year, I'm going to feel guilty. So then I have to actually like, you know, take a step back and look at it. Like, what is the most important thing that I can do? And like, what choice can I make that's going to make me feel the best and everyone around me feel the best? And it's always, I don't want to say it's a battle, but it is a lot of back and forth with yourself. And, and in that choice, I, I said, I need to stay home with the kids, you know, like I can go on a business trip any other time, but to leave them, you know, for three or four days without a parent I mean you know we have like nannies and stuff but like that didn't feel good and I knew that it would feel worse than just saying you know what I'll see everyone you know from the company in May when the next thing is so right no I understand you those decisions are always difficult but I like I like the way you took it as a process and and really broke it down cool yeah I think you have to like to make us I think that's like what we were saying you know a few minutes ago it's like about being self-aware and like also like trying to set everyone around you up for success but also trying to not go home at the end of a day and beat yourself up because you you know aren't enough in one area or another and saying you know what like I put thought into this this is what needs to happen feeling solid in your decision and then you know releasing it and moving forward beating yourself up is just always a no like it's just it's not good for anyone Awesome. No, I love this. I'm sorry. I'm recapping our our entire episode in my head and I'm just like, yes, I love that. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Easier said than done though, right? Like I'm I'm not like an expert at this. I'm just, I've had to practice it, you know? And so I think what I'm saying might sound like a little idealistic sometimes, but even if you can just start like reflecting one night a week or you know, in, in the bigger decisions, like you will feel a shift and then you won't have that, you know what I'm talking about, that almost like crushing feeling in your chest when you don't feel like you've done enough or you, you were patient enough or whatever. And I just realized I couldn't live like that. Yeah, I I definitely know the feeling. We tried to sleep train my one-year-old and it it didn't go well. I I think I cried more than she did, but I definitely understand what you're talking about. Oh yeah. That's so tough. Yeah. I I remember leaving the house for like two nights when my kid's dad sleep trained the babies. Cause I like couldn't, I couldn't handle the crying. I felt so bad. Like, you know, it's, that's a tough time. Right. That's why I was like, mom guilt. This is perfect. This is like the exactly topic I need to talk about right now. (laughs) I know, but look at, they're still safe. They're healthy. They know you love them. One of my, the pediatrician said, I was like, what if they don't feel like I love them? And they were like, babies only know like their, their basic needs. Like, are they fed? Are they closed? They have shelter. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, I just don't believe that. And like, I don't, like, I know that they experience love and joy and all of that, but he was like, that's how they know that you love them. Like you feed them, you keep them in a home. And you keep clothes on them. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you ever feel like you uh, sometimes go overboard, though, when um, you're feeling extra guilty? Or you're like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I tell my four-year-old all the time, like, who loves you? You know mama loves you, right? <laughs> 
Yes, but I feel like that's so good, and like it's healing you, and it's, you know it feels good for for the your child, right? Like, so I went to this hypnotherapist last week. I wasn't going to talk about this, but it makes so much sense. And she was explaining to me like how the brain works in kids versus adults, and like what she would have done differently. She has you know grown children, and I was telling her that I have a two and a four year old, and she was like, just always tell them how much you love them, how they're safe, how you will always care for them. Like you can't tell them enough. That feeling in children is the best feeling in the world. And she's like, and there's no reason to deny them of the best feeling in the world. So she's like, whether you've had a good day or a bad day, just tell them over and over again. And she's like, it actually wires their brains differently. And it really goes into their subconscious. And I was like, all right, so go with it, mama. That's awesome. Okay. I feel a little better because I was over on the other end thinking like, you just, you tell them too much, like, come on, it's, it's, a, it's a little overboard right now. I mean, it's, <laughs> to each their own, but I would, I, I definitely think that you, to be told you are loved and you are cared for, like, give me more, <laughs> even as an adult. But you actually just made a really good point. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's crazy how we like process things so differently. Like we have this viewpoint as an adult and then when someone puts it like changes your perspective you're like light bulb moment like wow yeah like who doesn't want that (laughs) awesome well I'm not gonna lie I have absolutely loved our interview you gave some amazing stability pillars to work on sleep and support you talked about mom guilt and how it's just you just have to go through those three steps and it's inevitable Mm -hmm. everyone has mom guilt but when you put it in perspective and you are able to walk through it you're able to alleviate the effects of mom guilt and be able to better yourself. So, so right. Better yourself for your totally. children. Right? And it's, awesome. Yeah. And if you're not, if you're feeling bad, it's like, especially as women, like we're such creators and we have this like divine feminine energy. So when we're beating ourselves up, it literally closes our creativity, you know, in any capacity. So, you know, what I've, I've learned and I hope that everyone learns is just that, like beating yourself up is only going to keep pushing you backwards and go through the process and walk through it. I love how you said walk through it. I've never thought about it like that because if you get to the other side, it's where you're going to feel better and your kids are going to feel better. And you know, if you're working on a business, you'll, you'll bring back that creative flow that you need. Like I said, I just, I love this conversation. It has been like the perfect timing for me. And I think it will have a huge impact on many of our listeners. That's actually one of the big reasons why I started this podcast in the beginning is because the first year of my business was ridiculously crazy and I felt mom guilt 24-7 and it just snowballed on me. So the fact that you're talking about this and giving us a process to work through it, I just, it's amazing. Totally. Never too late. Right. Exactly. Awesome. Well, this has been, like I said, this has been a fantastic interview. I have in thoroughly enjoyed it. Where can we find out more information about you? Sure. So I would say if you want to follow a little bit about my mom journey and business journey, you can follow me at the Liv Chapman on Instagram. And you can also follow if you're, you know, a female and you're running a business and looking for some inspiration or support, you can go to innerglowcircle.com or follow us at innerglowcircle on Instagram. And if you do go to innerglowcircle.com slash purpose, we have a really great assessment to help you get more in touch with your purpose and then some free courses to follow up with that as you, you know, grow in your purpose and grow your business. 
Perfect. I love that. And those will be included in the show notes. So if anyone is listening and like, oh, I don't have a pen or pencil, check the show notes. You will have all the links there. And I'm definitely going to check it out today. So I'm pretty excited about it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Let me know what you get on the, on the assessment. It's cool. <laughs> I love assessments. My brain is wired that way. So anytime you can quiz, yeah. I'm like, yes, let's do it. Yes, do it. Very cool. Well, again, thank you so much, Liv. I've really, really enjoyed this and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you for listening. If you liked today's episode, could you please take a minute to rate and review my show? It would mean the world to me. Also, let me know if you have any questions or if there's something in particular that you're struggling with so that we can cover it in future episodes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Remember, progress is being just 1% better today than you were yesterday. You got this, mama. See you on the next episode.